Today, our topic is national fasting, in which, as we have read, uh, <clears throat> King Jehoshaphat called for a national fast. There is another person in modern history that called for a national day of fasting. And you can research this, Proclamation 97 by Abraham Lincoln, the president who called for a national day of prayer, fasting, and his words were a day of humiliation. Actually, in our English today, we would rather say a day of humbling of self. But you can research that. It was he asked the Senate to pass it, and it was passed in the Senate of the United States of America. And until today, many consider Abraham Lincoln to be the greatest president of America. Not only America, but even other countries in the world would consider him the greatest president who ever lived. But one of the things he did was to pray and to fast. How, how America lost their ways today, right? You know, even in their money, they put their in God we trust, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put that in this building, in God we trust, so that there'll be more money. No, 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 I'm just joking. <laughs> it's, I'm just kidding. Meaning, in everything they do, including finances, they trusted God. So, the same way this king, Jehoshaphat, trusted God. There was a crisis here. Three groups, three nations. Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir, or um, Meunites, came against Jehoshaphat. And if you were king in those days, you would be afraid. Because not only will you lose your position, your people will lose their possessions, their land. And then they will have no country and they will be sold as slaves. So they were fighting for their lives and their future. So King Jehoshaphat, instead of calling for his generals and say, what do we do now? And there's nothing wrong with that, consulting your generals in how we can defend our territory. But the first thing he did was what? He asked guidance from the Lord. Let us read verse 1. Now it came about after this that the sons of Moab, the sons of Ammon, together with some of the Munites, that's Mount Seir, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and reported to Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea out of Aram, and behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar, that is in Gedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Take note, Jehoshaphat was first afraid. He's human. And sometimes we feel that. Our nerves crack due to bad news. Bad news may come and sometimes we would be concerned, depending on the crisis, depending on how big the crisis is for your life or your family, this was a great crisis. The first thing that Jehoshaphat did was to seek the Lord. First, seek the Lord. So my friends, when we have problems, the first thing we can do is to seek the Lord. Not seek the advice of friends, but seek the Lord in prayer. Seeking the Lord is prime in the mind of this king. To seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. He was king of Judah. If you recall in their history, studying the Old Testament, Israel was one nation. But it, got, it became a divided kingdom, where ten tribes were the south, called the south, 
was Israel, and the north, which is Judah and Levites. Two tribes were left there where Jerusalem was, where the temple was. So he was king of Judah. Judah was about to be attacked. Then, so Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Then he prayed. Take note, he proclaimed a day of fasting, and then he called for a prayer meeting. It's a national prayer meeting. He did not say, oh, you can stay in your houses and just pray and fast there and seek the Lord. Oh, that can happen too. In the case of Esther, she had no power to gather an assembly, so she asked all the Jews to pray and fast. She fasted three days. Here, Jehoshaphat asked for them to come to the temple to pray together. Can you say prayer meeting? Uh, please, louder. Prayer meeting. My friends, prayer meetings are important. Do you think prayer meetings are important? You see, this prayer meeting and fasting delivered Israel from a great crisis. I do believe in prayer meetings. That's why I call for them every second and fourth. Whenever it's announced here, take note, it is I calling for it, inviting you to pray with us. And we've been consistent for the past few years. And I believe spiritually we have gained some spiritual ground and a lot of people have grown spiritually. And not only spiritually, even other aspects of our lives, I believe, have improved for those who have come to attend. So I am calling on you. No, I am not king. King is leader, spiritual leader, and what? Ruler. I am no ruler, but I am senior pastor here which means I am spiritual leader here. And I'm calling on you every second and fourth. If you can't do it twice a month, maybe you can do it once a month. Can you say it again? Prayer meeting. There's something that happens there. It is powerful. It is when we gather to humble ourselves before the Lord. Yes, there's a time for prayer alone. But when we come together as one body, I believe when the Lord blesses his body, I want to be part of it. It is to seek God in prayer. And by the way, when we say prayer, it's not like we discussed last week. It's not a bunch of meaningless prayers. It's our hearts being poured out to God. To seek God with all our hearts. Again, let me share to you. Somebody asked me, how do I pray? I say, pray from your heart. Seek God. Worship God. Say how great he is and ask for your need with all your heart. Some people think prayer is some mechanical thing. If that prayer is not from your heart, it means nothing to God. Because prayer is it not, does not come from the heart, does not reach, does not bless the heart of God, doesn't delight the Lord. However, if we pray truly coming from the heart, you see, God is love. Can you say God is love? You see, love, love wants people to speak from the heart, right? Oh, of course. Come on. If somebody's not speaking from the heart, they just speak to you mechanically. Hey, do you actually love me? But if it's from the heart and you know they mean it from the heart, somehow there's something to trust there. God wants you to speak from your heart. From our hearts, we must call on God. Doesn't God know everything even before we pray? Doesn't he know? Yes, he knows. 
But because God is love, love wants you to be present. Huh? Can you say again, God is love? So he wants you to be present. Love wants to, be, to, be, to engage others. You see, God does not need us. Take note, God does not need us. But his heart is love and he enjoys being with us. So every time we pray and pour our hearts out, I do believe that is something that pleases God. And we must pray. So he prayed, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? Are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand against you. See, when you begin prayer, you don't begin by praying, Lord, I need this. Help me in this. Help me in that. Sometimes we think prayer is all about requests. No, but when, when Jehoshaphat prayed, he first acknowledged who God is. Lord, are you not God? Are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the earth, of the nations? Power and might are in your hands. He, he was acknowledging who God was. The same way as Jesus taught us to pray, right? When he said, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. You are king. The same way he prayed. There's some similarities here where in the Old Testament when they prayed, first they acknowledge who God is. So when we pray, friends, it's not all about just requesting or asking. It is honoring God with our lips, with our hearts. It is giving thanksgiving and honor and praising him for who he is. God, you are great. Read the Psalms, how they sung to the Lord. The Psalms are songs that we sing. We, sung, we sing songs every Sunday to give honor to our God. So first, Jehoshaphat honored God. And he even said, your hand, so that no one can stand against you. Lord, no one can stand against you. Did you not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend Forever. Now he begins to name drop, right? He begins to name drop, uh, you're Abraham. Because we know the story of Abraham. To those of you who follow the series in Genesis, how God was pleased with the faith of Abraham, even calling Abraham his friend. His friend. And Jehoshaphat was saying in history, Lord, did you not do this? Did you not do that? Friends, we can apply that in prayer. Yes, we can pray. Lord, didn't you say, if we seek your kingdom first and your righteousness, all these things shall be added unto us? Did you not say that? And Lord, we have come. We have sought your kingdom first. Every day, every moment, we put you first. So Lord, God, did you not say that? Will you not fulfill your promise to us? Yes, such brave prayers. Uh, brave prayers. Still humble because he started with, are you not God? And they were kneeling down. They were bowing down. They were still humble in their hearts. Yet they were praying brave prayers. They have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary there for your name saying, should evil come upon us, the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this house and before you 
for your name is in this house and cry to you in our distress and you will hear and deliver us. From the time the temple was dedicated by Solomon, it was declared, even in the time of the tabernacle of Moses, it was declared that every time they need God, they are in distress or whatever, pestilence, famine, or invasion, they can come to this house and seek God. And he said, you will deliver us. Wow. He's now anchoring his prayer on the promises of God. Can you say promises of God? The Holy Scripture is full of the promises of God. That is, that's why it is important to study Scripture. You want your prayers to be more effective. Know the promises in Scripture. There were many times with uh, trials have come to our family. The same way with your family. Sometimes the trials would be, uh, I have lost my business or my business crash and I have no money to pay for the next thing. I have no money to fund this. I have no money to pay that. And many times I would pray, Lord, did you not say that if we give, you shall give back to us? Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Did you not say to bring a tenth into your house? And you, did you not say that? And you will open the windows of heaven and we will not even have room enough to store. Did you not say that? Many times I have prayed that prayer and trusted God. Sometimes He would stretch my faith to three months, sometimes to six months, and boom, deliverance. Oh, can you say deliverance? deliverance. Say it again, deliverance. deliverance. Because you shall be attacked by the enemy. John 10 verse 10 says, Jesus said it Himself, the thief, the enemy of our souls, the thief, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. That's a promise of Jesus that in Him is abundant life first for our souls and then for other things, but first for the soul. But the thief is going to come and invade you. It will, the thief will come to invade your mind your emotions, your flesh. He will come. But we can have deliverance in Christ. In this way, he said, will you not deliver us? You promised to deliver us. You've got problems lately? Oh. No? None? Oh, I, I'm happy for you. Don't worry. Problems come and go. They will come around. If you don't have problems, then they will come. That's part of living on this earth. Somebody said, I don't want any more problems. Well, that means you don't live on this earth anymore. You're wishing your death, brother. Don't say no problems because no problems mean no life. As long as you are here, there will be problems. But it depends on how you see the problem. You see, Jehoshaphat saw the big problem, but he saw a bigger God. The problem was three armies coming against his one army. But then he looked at God, oh, I'm going to God, because God is bigger. My army is quite small, uh, but God is bigger than my problem. That's why, friends, do not lose hope, or I should say, do not lose 
faith, no matter how big the problem is, if we have faith in God, if we can trust God to deliver us and not doubt in our hearts, God will deliver us. Next. Now behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. See how they are rewarding or repaying us by coming to drive us out from your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Trusting God completely. But our eyes are on you. You know, the problem of, of personal development, it's actually good. Developing yourself is good. Intellectual development, skills, that's great. However, I hope, even though how great our skills are, we still trust in the Lord for our victories. Because the heart of man can be full of pride. That especially in times of success, sometimes we forget God. Instead of coming to God more because of His blessings, some of us depart or slowly fade away. I hope we will not fade away. If the blessings, if a lot of blessings take you far from God, maybe He will not give you a lot of blessings. But some people, it takes a crisis for them to come to God, right? Crisis relationally, crisis financially, crisis mentally, emotionally. I hope we don't have to experience crisis before we come to God. But you see, sometimes God will allow these crises, plural. Crises happen to us because some of us only become prayerful when we have crisis in our lives. Are you that person? Or day in, day out, you say, Lord, I want to study your scripture so I, because I want to follow it. Day, day in, day out, you want to say, not my will be done, Lord. Thy kingdom come in my life. Thy will be done as you will it in heaven. May it happen to me. I want to know your will, Lord. Show me your will. Show me your ways. For that is what I desire. I hope that doesn't happen only to you when you have big problems. So you know what's going to happen if you come to me for counseling, right? First, we're going to do, okay, let's reflect. Uh, let's put God first. Then let's analyze your problem and let's see how we can solve it. But we want God at the center of it. To seek the kingdom first and His righteousness. To give honor to God. All Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. Wow. This prayer meeting, everybody went, right? Oh, oh, the inhabitants of Judah, meaning the men of Judah, their wives and their children, came. When we call on prayer, we pray for God's people. We pray for you. We pray for our nation. Every time we call you to pray here, because we believe there is one greater than any leader on earth. There is one greater. The one who created the world who can 
And who will in his time, in his way, answer our prayers? That's why we come here together. That's why we kneel down together. That's why we seek God together. Uh, can you say again? Prayer meeting. Can you smile to your neighbor and say, see you at the prayer meeting? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'll be here. I'll wait for you. I'm always here. 6 a.m., second and fourth Saturday. I am here. Seldom do I absent. Seldom. Ever since we started it, even if we have to wake up so early because we live in Partido, before we didn't have a place to stay here, I would wake up my whole family at 4 a.m. It's time to take a bath and go. Oh yeah, why? Because I believe. Oh, I believe in the power of praying together. Oh, there's power in praying alone. Yeah, yeah. God rewards us if we pray alone. There's some importance to that. But there's also something amazing that happens when we pray together. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, the Levite of the sons of Asaph. Too many sons. You know why? Because they didn't have last names. So who's he? Oh, the son of this and the son of that and the son of this and the son of that. Oh, sometimes we still do that in the province. Who's he again? Oh, he's the son of this. That's how we describe it when, well, especially in my town where, or, or there are these two towns in Goa where almost everybody's last name is Pilapil. So who are you again? You can't say, oh, he's Ed Pilapil, because there's several Ed Pilapils there. Then he said, okay, okay, God sent a message through his prophet. One of them received the message of God. And I still believe that can happen today. Some of you may say, you may have be praying and you feel like a burden and say, Pastor, uh, I feel like there's a message from God. And we can talk about it because that can happen. However, it should be aligned with Scripture. Because if it is not aligned with Scripture, I would say to you, number one, that is not from God. Number two, maybe you fasted without water. You have hallucinations right now. I told you when you fast, there should be water, okay? Fasting without water creates hallucinations. So I'd like to say it's not from God. And number two, maybe it's from you or it's from the devil. No, no, I don't mean to scare you, but, you know, the spirit world is real. What do you think? The spirit world was the first one existing before the material world was created. That's why there are many things even doctors can't explain. How did this guy come back to life when he was pronounced dead? And these people who came back would say, I was on a journey. Oh, they can't explain. We can't explain that. Well, we can't even explain the mind. Don't you know that we can dissect the brain, but we can't explain the mind? Oh, yeah. can you explain your mind? No, no, no. Uh, after you're gone, we can dissect your mind. Oh, brain, not so used. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you. The message, do not fear. Or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. 
the message. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed because the battle wow, is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Tomorrow, go down against it. What? The, I thought the battle isn't ours. Why do we have to go out? Can't we just stay here, Lord? Uh-huh. But the instruction was, go out. A step of faith, right? You know that obedience takes a step of faith. Can you say step of faith? Louder, step of faith. We need a step of faith when we obey God. When we trust God, it needs a step of faith. Lord, I might die when I fast. Take a step of faith. Just half your rice. You won't die, okay? Half your rice first. And then maybe change it to, to vegetables. More vegetables. That's fine. Step of faith. Serve God. Share the gospel to somebody. Step of faith. I might be rejected. That's fine. Jesus was rejected. So will we accept it. Don't take it personally. They rejected when I shared the gospel. It's not about you, friend. Not about you. So stop being afraid and just say, I've got good news. God has showed us the way. He taught us the way through Christ. Oh, I discovered, friend, it's not about religion. It's not about joining a religion. Because one day on Judgment Day, it didn't say there, what's your religion? Sorry, that religion did not win. It's not like that on Judgment Day. On Judgment Day, it's your life. Not about joining some particular group. Oh, take note. Don't have false assurance. Doesn't be, mean because you come to GCF and you study the Bible with us that you're going to heaven. I make no guarantees. But if you have genuine repentance and genuine faith according to Scripture, because it's personal. It's not a membership list. It's personal. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the Lord, this is personal. You understand? You know why? He gave His Son. His son suffered it. So this is personal. So one day, if you did not repent of your sins and have faith, if you insulted the love he gave through Christ, nobody can save you at that time if it's judgment day. But while you still breathe, there is time. Amen? Amen. Yes, repent of your sins and have faith. Pastor, I'm still alive and strong. One day, near before I die, I will repent. Nobody knows up to when we will live. Do you know when you'll die? Do you know the date? You don't know the date. And strange things have happened in this world. Have you read the news before that a plane crashed on a woman walking down the street? <laughs> How do you explain that? I can't just imagine the funeral. How do you explain what happened to her? Plane crashed on her. <laughs> it's just so hard to explain. <laughs> and, just, and people say, what? Huh? How can a plane just crash on I can't explain as well. Nobody knows. Right? Nobody knows. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Zis. And you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeruel. And wow, 
You need not fight in this battle. But you have to go out. <laughs> you need not fight. Station yourself. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Oh, they had to go out because God wants to show them what he was going to do. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. Wow, a great posture of humility. But it should come from your heart, all right? Humble yourself before the Lord. Kneel down. Put your head to the ground. Show respect to the king. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. That's why, friends, it's good to worship God and ask others to worship with you. It's a big deal to be an example. It's a big deal. Without us knowing it, the next generation is actually watching us. No matter how young you are, maybe you're in your 20s, the teenagers are watching you. You're a teenager, the kids are watching you. You're a middle-aged guy, the young adults are watching you. You're a senior citizen, the middle-aged guys. No, let's just change it. The midlife crisis guys are watching you. It's a big deal to be an example. Hey, hey, this is our challenge in our private life. In our public life, the challenge, the struggle is to be an example. Worthy to be followed by the next generation. Please make that a big deal. Because so much in this country did not make that a big deal. So what do we have now? What do we have now? Sometimes a circus in Congress. What do we have? Hopefully... At least we make it a big deal to try our best to be models. If what I do, whether I can argue, it's not sinful anyway, but somebody's watching me. Oh, it's not a sin to drink. It's a sin to get drunk. I still have to watch it because they're watching me. I have to show respect to everyone. Sometimes I feel mad at something, but then I have to change, get rid of it. Sometimes I feel depressed, but I can't stay there for so long because people are watching me. And people are watching you. In your family, among your relatives, they are watching. Especially if you call yourself a believer and a disciple. They are watching. So it's a big deal. Everybody was watching Jehoshaphat. And everything that Jehoshaphat did, the people followed. And everybody fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites from the sons of the Kohathites and the sons of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Oh. Why? Because they received a message from God of the deliverance. They trusted God already. Sometimes when you're reading scripture and you read, you read a promise, whoa! Can somebody say, praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Oh, they shouted with a very loud voice. Can you say, God is good? God is good! So friends, if ever you get depressed 
I don't know what depresses you. The man in the mirror, maybe. I don't know. You saw yourself in the morning, and you were so depressed at your image. Uh, maybe. You were, or, or a bad news traveled. Grieve if you must. But do not stay depressed for a long time. It is not good. Grieve if you must, if you lost a loved one. But never lose hope. Never lose faith. Don't stay there for a long time. It will destroy you. It will destroy the people around you. They shouted with a loud voice. They rose early in the morning. Oh, hallelujah. They rose early. Can you say early? early. Twice a month, rise up early, okay? 6 a.m., I'll wait for you here. We'll pray. It's a small sacrifice. I'm praying here. I want you to pray with me. Let's pray together. And went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. When they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Put your trust in His prophets and succeed. Although today, I do believe there, God still speaks to people today, but not maybe in the way, uh, in, in, like the Moses burning bush. But again, how can we limit God? But the word is here. So how do we translate this today? Today, we translate it today by first, trust in the will of God. Trust in the word of God. Trust in the word of God. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire. And they went out before the army. Oh, wait. There was a consultation, and instead of putting the men of war in front, he said, uh, who are the singers here? Let's put them in front. You're a musician. No, no not me, him. No, 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 where are the musicians here? We want you in front. One important point. It's not only in this text, but several parts in Scripture. I speak to you, those who sing to the Lord and who play music for the Lord. The role is so important that I believe, and not only I who believe this, so many ministers in the world believe this, that you're not just a musician, you are a worship, a music minister. Therefore, your lifestyle is expected to be in integrity as it is expected from a pastor. Let me repeat that. The kind of life you live, and you live, must be to that same level. Not lazying around, to pr not to pray, not lazying around, not to read scripture. Not lazying around, not to seek God with all your heart, that God may use you. It's that same level. No compromise. We cannot compromise. Never, because we are passionate for the honor and glory of God. That's why we live. That's why we exist. But to honor the one who saved us. To love him and to do his will. 
and never put his name to shame. And if ever we do, and if ever we do, because we are humans that sin sometimes, we must be ashamed. We must fast and kneel down before the Lord and say, forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. What do you think? We're playing church here? We're talking about the souls of men who watch us every day. Sometimes the only Bible they'll ever see is our lives and how we make decisions. And we do not bow to the will of man. That's why when I was a teenager, I was told by my powerful father, powerful man, scary as hell, by the way, to choose. And I say, do not let me choose because my choice is clear. You can drive me out of this house and I will go gladly. But I have made my choice. No compromise. The scripture is the scripture. Oh, then suddenly you compromise, you compromise because that leads you to advantage. Then a crisis hits. So what do you do when you come before the Lord? Huh? You've been compromising all your life. Yes, he will forgive you. But remember this, every sin we commit, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. There are things in my life that I'm ashamed of in my past that I would say, Lord, never again. But there are consequences to what we do. Maybe we'll not see it. Maybe we'll not see the full blessing because of that. And maybe somehow God was bringing you here and somehow that will take a detour. Maybe. Oh, Father, give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness is everlasting. The musicians were in front. They praised God. Give thanks to the Lord for His loving kindness is everlasting. When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were routed. Amazing. This is the amazing part. They shouted. They praised the Lord. And the enemy got confused. I don't know what that meant, honestly. Not yet. And the Lord set ambushes against them. I really don't know. Was it his angels? Or maybe, maybe, this is not in the Bible. Maybe the Lord planted a seed of doubt among the alliance. Because that can happen. Two nations, they'll still be suspicious of one another. Oh, what if we conquer Judah? Maybe they'll turn against us to get all the loot. Maybe. We don't know. Or maybe the Lord miraculously changed their vision. That they saw everyone as a, with the uniform of Israel. And they just killed each other. I don't know. The sons of Ammon and, them, and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Destroying them completely. And when they had finished with the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Oh, they praised the Lord. And you know, maybe that created the confusion. The loud praise... You know, it, sounded like a, it would sound like a battle cry. A battle cry. And per, perhaps it got into their nerves. And they panicked. And they killed each other. When Judah came to the lookout of the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and behold, there were corpses lying on the ground and no one had escaped. No one. 
When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil, they found much among them, including goods, garments, and valuable things which they took for themselves, more than they could carry. You see, there was even a reward. You know, you know why countries raid other countries? It's to get the loot, to get the riches. But you know, a defeated army, there's still a lot of riches there. Armor, garments, swords, shields. You can sell that. More than they could carry. And they were three days taking the spoil because there was so much. Three days. Three days. Then on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Beraka, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore, they have named the place the valley of Beraka until today. Every man of Judah and Jerusalem returned with Jehoshaphat at their head, returning to, to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. They came to Jerusalem with harps, lyres, and trumpets to the house of the Lord. Wow, too many loot made them all rich. <laughs> oh, here's the thing, brothers. When there's a crisis, trust God. Because that could be the crisis God will use to bless you. It's a test that you have to pass in faith. And when you pass that, that could be the turning point. That could be the turning point. The next level. The light at the end of the darkness. Maybe that is it. That's why when you have trials, be glad. For that is an opportunity to have faith in God and to win. To be victorious in Christ. And the dread of God was on all the kingdoms of the land. When they heard about what the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God. Gave him rest on all sides. After the loot, they went to the temple to praise the Lord. Ah, when we are blessed, what do we do? We praise the Lord. Amen? Can somebody say, praise the Lord? Praise Can you say it from your heart? Praise the Lord. From our hearts, when we have been victorious, when we have been blessed, what do we do? Forget God. No, 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 no. The more we should praise God. The enemy will come against you. Maybe he has already a foothold in your mind. Maybe he even used your brothers and sisters to put negative thoughts in your mind about the Holy Scripture, about how you must live. Oh, join us as we compromise. The, the, the standard of God. Oh, live like this. Don't be so committed. That's just for beginners. Shame on you. Shame on you. But what we should say is, keep being faithful to the Lord, for that is His will. Be faithful in God. Trust in Him. No matter what crisis comes, let's trust in Him. Because in the middle of a crisis... As we persevere, there is a blessing. And that could be the blessing you have been waiting for. Let us pray. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Lord, we learn from history what you've done with King Jehoshaphat and your people at that time. So we come fasting and praying as a church, Lord trusting you for this week we pray for your deliverance upon our nation we pray for our leaders that you bless them guide them and lead them 
We pray for the president, the vice president, the cabinet, senate, congress. Guide them. Even especially now that they, they talk about charter change. May your will be done. We do not pretend to know your will, but we pray, may your kingdom come and your will be done. We pray for the local governments, the police. We pray for no abuse of power. But give them the fear of the Lord that they would use the power in their hands to serve the people. And teach us, Lord, to be citizens, good citizens, to help build this country, to be examples, to be models. Though at times, Lord, it is very hard at times, but we trust you that you can help change our lives so that the next generation would look at us and be inspired that they may follow our good example. And Lord, with a bad example in our past, forgive us. We know we cannot undo the past, but we can do something in the present. For today, we can be your man or your woman, following your will. For some of us, Lord, with great crisis right now, they have come here seeking for answers. We know as we look to you, you will provide the answers and you will deliver your people. This we trust. Let us all rise. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. May the grace of the Lord abound in you. May the love of God abound in you. And may you honor the Father in your lives forever and ever. And God's people say, Amen. Isa pong palakpak sa Panginoon.